think about um, the generations and to say we want to make it a better place for our children and our children's children so that they, 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 they know it's a better world for them and think they can make it a better place. There's a place in your heart And I know that it is love And this place came much brighter than tomorrow And if you really try You'll find there's no need to cry In this place you feel there's no hurt or sorrow There are ways to get there If you care enough for the living Make a little space, make a better place in the world. Make it a better place. Welcome, welcome to If It Makes Money with your host, Papa Dollar. I appreciate the love, folks. Love it. Appreciate the love, man. I gotta tell you, I love it. I love it. I've been away from the mic for a minute, but I am back in the saddle again. Well, today's today is an interesting podcast. I gotta tell you because I I I, I ran across this thing, uh, and I said something. I just need to understand it. I need to talk about it. You know, if it makes money, we need to talk about it. Obviously, but everything we do in America and and throughout the world, actually, and you know, not any one thing that you can tell me we do that we don't have that's not associated with money or making money. You know what I'm saying? So with that with that said, um, this CRT, it's called critical race theory, and it's just got my mind, you know, like going in all types of different directions about what in the world are we talking about today, right? But it's obvious that we're in a, we're in a situation today that we're we're in a separatist society. This is really coming down to us versus them, them versus us, black versus white, um, Republicans versus um, Democrats, and and so forth and so on. And we really, since that last president, we've really come to a point of of becoming a separatist society. So when this critical race theory thing came to play, I said, well, this is something that, you know, we need to talk about. We, cause, cause, cause it's out there and, and we're, we're really kind of, I, I was in the dark. So I, I had to do a little research and find out what, what was the deal here on critical race theory. Right. And so I found a definition and, and I'm, I'm going to, I don't necessarily like to read, um, verbatim, but this, this kind of hits home a little bit. So I'm going to do it just the same, but you know, and, and looking at the legal, what was it the legal defense fund? I, I guess they kind of gave it the, the the definition, but maybe not. Critical race theory or CRT is an academic and legal framework, legal framework that denotes this that systematic racism is part of American society, from education and housing to employment and health care, which we just did a podcast on. Critical race theory recognizes that racism is more than the result of individual bias and prejudices. 
It is embedded in laws, policies, and institutions that uphold the reproductive racial inequality. According to CRT critical race theory, societal issues like black Americans' higher mortality rate, outsized exposure to police violence, the school-to-prison pipeline, Oh, that's an interesting one right there. Denial of affordable housing. Again, another one there. And the rates of death of black women in childbirth are not unrelated abnormalities. Well, I got to tell you, I, I'm, I'm floored because I'm going, I'm going to get into some, some examples of exactly what I, what I experienced in so far as critical race theory is concerned, being from a small town called Charlottesville, Virginia, where I grew up and went to public schools. And, um, as a matter of fact, when it came to my, my, uh, senior year in high school, uh, by the time I got there, we were talking about history and, and uh, I didn't do so well in American history because um, there was this lady, this teacher of mine, that her name was Miss Graham. And she told the papa, she says, you know, um, you're not going to you're not going to pass this class unless you get on, the, you know, you get with the program. And, you know, I wanted to learn things about Marcus Garvey. You know, I wanted to learn things about Malcolm X and, and, and not so much as learning them because I, I read the book Soul on Ice. I mean, um, it was a, a matter of uh, not sharing the information exactly as American history tells it. But actually, what they're not doing is they're not telling Americans the actual history, you know, because if you want to go all the way back to the time where black people discovered America. And yeah, that's what I said. Black people discovered America. Um, you know, there's been inequality in equality throughout the whole process of slavery and, and, and Columbus and, and throwing Africans off the ships due to, you know, diseases. There's a lot of people that did not make it, you know, from Africa, that trip from Africa to the United States. They, and, and consequently, when they got sick or whatever, they just threw them overboard and gave them to the sharks. Black people have never, ever been a 100% man in this country. It's just not been happening. So when, when I protested, you know, in, in high school that we needed to see more black information within our history books, and I, I pretty much was designated or designating where the information was stored and shared. I could share it with you. I mean, it's common knowledge. But Americans stay away from black history. They love this thing called Black History Month, of course. You know, we kind of embrace it or whatever, but we are not taught black history in our public schools. And of course our private schools are not going to teach it either. You know, so when I look at critical race theory in America, basically all it's doing is telling me is that we're, we're in the process of separating 
blacks and whites, Jews and Gentiles. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're separatists. We're going to make sure that these people don't get a fair shake in the information being sought in our high schools and, and junior high schools and even elementary schools that are not teaching black history. And there, there's a reason for it. This it's a, it's a really big stain on American politics. It's a really big stain on America's upcoming. And, you know, it's, it, it's a stain on its history. But embrace it, white America, because it's not going to go anywhere, you know. Until such time as you pull it down off the off the shelf and dust it off and say, you know what, we got to revisit this and 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 this thing of only wanting to teach people in in our in 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 our society what we want them to know is not going to fly. That dog is just not going to hunt anymore. So we see all of this is going on down in in Florida, which is Ron DeSantos, which is the governor of Florida. You know. Uh, changing the curriculum for how they teach in in Florida, but here's what's happening: this 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 same Ron DeSantis can be running for president next year, right? You know, it is a possibility, and you get a guy like him in office right about now, and and he's already changing the the the, the curriculums in 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 the state of Florida and how it's taught in in the state of Florida. He obviously is looking at the whole American experience and changing that as well. See, because what we're, again, we're looking at separatists now. We're looking at people that actually wants to segregate America once again. Now, what are we going to do with black people? I don't know. They didn't. They, they burnt down um, Wall, Black Wall Street. You know, the opportunity is not there anymore. We, we are just not in the point, at the point where we're going to just, you know, just fade away into the night. But, what are you going to do? You know, what, 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 is, what is the proposal to do with black people that are not going away? They're not going nowhere. We're going to be, we, you know, I got this thing where I say to America, you know, um, sure, you call us African-Americans. But when it's all said and done at the end of the day, the, 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 the true definition of, a, of, a, of any person born in America that's been in America for as long as we've been in America is an American. Okay. So you want to give us the label of African Americans, which is so not true. That is so not true. We are Americans. Just like you don't walk around listening to white people say, I'm a white American. No, 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 no. What you hear is I am an American. You know, when they go abroad, you know, they don't they don't go abroad saying, oh, well, I'm a white American, you know, or, you know, I'm a I'm I'm a Chinese American. No, you are an American if you're born on American soil. And that's where this, you know, there's been some issue insofar as the, you know, babies that are born, you know, people come from Mexico and, you know, they come from Guatemala, Colombia and places like that. The mothers of these children are, are are crossing the border and having the babies, and once the babies are born on, across the border, they're born in America. They get a social security number the whole nine yards. They are an American. There's no difference with us, but see, 
we still get the short end of the stick. And I say we because I am an African-American. I am a black American. I am an American, period, when it's all said and done at the end of the day. Um, cause I was born in America. My mama was born in America. My grandmama was born in America. Her, her mama was born in America. My daddy was born in America. So we are Americans. But when you, when we're running up against people like Ron DeSantis and that other president and, 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 and you look at the makeup of the, of today's Congress right now, House of Representatives. And you see the kind of shenanigans that are going on right now. And you, you, you can you can almost feel where they're going with their ideology. And that is, we want a separate America. We want a, a white America and we want a black America. But then again, we want an all-white America. We don't really want you black folks to stay here any longer than you have to. And that's so unfortunate that this that, that we've come to this thing where we thought we were making some progress. <clears throat> now we're dealing with CRT. Or there's another little thing called woke. I'm not so sure about that. Maybe that's another podcast. But they're create they're, they're cre- trying to create the separatist society, this the segregated society that puts everybody in the category. And you're, you know, you're African American, you're Chinese American, you're Japanese American, you. Latino American, but you white folks are American. And we just ain't handling that. You know, we're just not seeing that because uh, when you look at what's going on in the classrooms today, you know, you're talking about sex education. I, I think I was in junior high school when we did the sex education thing. And, you know, nobody was really, you know, we talked about reproductive system, reproductions and all those kinds of things. But I guess when they, when they started getting into the LGBTQ, LGBTQ kind of thing, and those, those, those are some big time issues, not just for Republicans and white people, but those are some issues for black people as well. And, and, and Democrats, um, you know, as much as we, you know, Obama has done to make it somewhat um, equal for LGBT people to, to get married and, you know, get health insurance and all those kinds of things. That's fine. Um, but the real stain on America, the real stain on America is slavery. And of course you can't forget what they did to the American Indian. That's just, I mean, that's just, words don't even describe you know, what, what I feel about that, because, you know, they, they, they pretty much took their land and put them on reservations. This, this was, this is not America's, this is not white America's land, by the way, they own it because they took it, but you know, they, they put Indians on reservations. That that's a hard pill to swallow for, for, for people that were roaming this country free on horseback and, and, and hunting Buffalo and, you know, those kinds of things. And we just totally came out and said, you know what, we're going to take your oil. We're going to take your diamonds. We're going to take your raw materials. We're going to take all of that from you. All of this profitable stuff that you had no longer belongs to you. So there's a steam that they're trying to cover up 
But you can't cover up that stain in America because black people, again, are not going anywhere. And it's unfortunate that the American Indian did not rise above this and, and say, you know what? You're not going to take my country from me. And I, I know they probably did all they could. I mean, it's, it's, they they fought the, the War of 1812, I think it was, or, you know, the French and Indian War. And shucks, they, they got beat up big time. <laughs> And it's so unfortunate. But slavery is even worse because slavery was was demeaning. Slavery was, you know, um, when you think about being hung from a tree just because you are a Negro or you 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 get your foot chopped off and and things because you run a lot, i.e. Toby. Um, And that was the roots thing, you know, but. uh killing was killing a a black man in America was just as easy as killing a dog. And I think sometimes even today's today's America, they will kill a a, a black person before they will kill a dog. And that's unfortunate, but they have a real big stain on this, on, on, on their legacy. And I don't blame them for, you know, wanting to, to, to not, you know, just kind of throw it out there to everybody for everybody to see. I get that. And, but own it, own it. This critical race theory ideology is only making things worse. This woke thing. And I, and there's another thing that I think they call president Biden. Biden that says he's a Mike or Steven or whatever. I, can't keep up with all of these little things that they're trying to do to 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 divide us but that's basically what's happening with with critical race theory is 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 a division that 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 they're trying to implement into american society and and it's going to be very hard to do with all of the that i mean america is becoming a melting pot if if ever you could say melting pot because if you look at the interracial marriages that are that are occurring these days and 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 I don't think probably you know you can find anybody in America today um that is pure solidly pure white solidly pure black solidly solidly pure german you know and 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 of course german german people it's, it's something about German people that they love Americans. They love black people. They, they and and to think that those Nazis and those kinds of things were derived from from the white supremacists was derived from Germany. Actually, I know it goes a little bit further than that, but it's just terribly interesting how we are at this point now, where uh, they are now trying to take away subtly. And 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 it's and, and it's really not so subtle. I gotta tell you, it's really not so subtle what Ron DeSantis is doing down in, in Florida, and what's going on in other places now. One, and I don't I don't advocate a, a lot of podcasts here talking about politics, but every now and again you're gonna get some politics from the big papa, baby. It's just gonna be that away. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Because you know we're gonna call a spade a spade. And, you know, we're going to call it out when we when we have to call it out. And that's just like I said, 
If it makes money, we talk about it. And in this case here, how does how does that relate to me making money? How does it relate to the making money? Well, just as it just as it, it, it indicated in the the race theory definition, if you will, according to CRT, society issues like black Americans high mor- mor- mortality rate, outsized exposure to police violence the school-to-prison pipeline, denial of affordable housing, and the rates of death of black women in childbirth are not unrelated abnormalities. So, 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 so now you kind of get an idea why this is making money, you know? It's making money because the prison systems is making a whole lot of money housing black people. And white people don't like, but you know, you know the ratio from black to white as far as that's concerned. So school to prison pipeline is 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 definitely making money. Um, denial of affordable housing, well, that's keeping you from making money. From from seeing your wealth grow. Uh, so there, there's 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 ways of keeping you because when you t- when you go to prison. Especially if you go to prison for a felony, if you're a black person, you just pretty much done kissed your butt down the road because, you know, obviously with a felony, you know, you probably are not going to be able to exceed or do pretty much anything in life that's going to promote. I I know Don King did it. You know, I love him to death. But the average dude is going to come out of prison and he's going to have to hustle and he's going to probably go back to the same hustle that he probably got thrown in prison for in the first place. So you know it's it's a recidivism door that 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 keeps us going back around back around and back around and anytime you get that felony charge you can pretty much like I said kiss it goodbye. So what's the solution here? What is the solution? Education. Education cuz as as I gave you the example of of Miss Griffin, Miss Graham, actually my my black my my American history teacher, she actually failed me. I did not graduate high school on time. I had to go to summer school to take that American history class one quarter. That's all she needed to do was fail me for one quarter, and I'd have to go to summer school. And see what that did was for her. She thought, okay, if I'm going to fail this guy, he's probably not going to come back to summer school. He's probably going to go home and give up, because that's what a lot of us do, and they know that, right? But I pressed on. I said, no, I'm not going to let her do that. Uh, yeah, I had to go to summer school to walk, but I got out of high school. And this is what I found very interesting after getting out of high school and I went to college and I said, okay, cut this, you know, I went to junior college first. And of course they were offering a black history class. It was an elective. And I said, okay, well, here we go. Right. Well, I get into this class and it is this African guy from Nigeria who could barely speak English is teaching us black history, American black history. And you couldn't speak English. And, and, and I knew the guy, Novici was his name, and he thought he could play a little basketball. And I used to work for the YMCA, and then he'd come down to the YMCA with me. But he was terrible at basketball. But he was even worse at teaching black history. So I was very, very discouraged, and, and I, I found myself challenging him at the idea that, you know, do you really know black history? Because 
you know, it might be black history in Africa, but there's a different black history in America. And he just seemed not to be able to grasp that. So I, I had to fight tooth and nail there to get my grade, but I did. You know, he was not that bad, but he didn't know black history. So finally, I went to a school down in the South, and that that kind of gave me a little bit more perspective, bigger perspective on black history than I'd had in all my years as far as junior college, high school, and uh, junior high school. I went to Tuskegee Institute in Alabama, which is a historically black college. And of course, you know, Tuskegee Airmen, the Tuskegee Experiment, and those kinds of things, I Experience. And then, of course, the Commodores, they were pretty cool when they were on my freshman year, you know, well, actually it was my junior, but uh, they they played, they played on the, on the front line for the freshmen to come in and hang out, and I thought that was really freaking cool. But black history in America is still, been, you know, even though this, this CRT has come along, um, we have not gotten past some of the things that, that that history uh has presented itself and, and and we probably won't when it's all said and done but we probably won't america is not going to accept the fact that or they're not going to admit they were wrong you know you're not they're they're imperialists they're uh supremacists they're people that says you know we did nothing wrong slavery wasn't wrong you know but you know that slavery was wrong Slavery was wrong, and they need to. I, I don't know about reparation, but you know, I I think I would not mind my forty acres in a mule. Um, I mean, you do owe it to me. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't want to give it to me, but then again, yes, I do. <laughs> so I, I had to get a little bit of that off my chest because, like I said, where do we go from here now? Because now that we have this critical race theory thing going on, we have the woke thing going on, we have a couple other things that's happening that are creating this separatist society, if you will, or creating a segregated society is what they're trying to do. What are you going to do with black people? And what are black people going to do with black people, right? Because there's, there's something that, you, that, that blacks need to do as well. Stand up on your own two feet. Stop being afraid to invest in one another, help each other, and we really need to start thinking about economically set, uh, economically fulfilling the dream of Martin Luther King when he said, we shall get there as a people, you know, um, and, we, and, 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 and that's very important when he says that we will get there as a people, not no one individual. And until we stop that crab in a barrel mentality amongst our people and start to invest economically in our neighborhoods and, and, and back to the critical race theory, investing in our schools, investing in our children, um, investing in, 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 in our health care. But one of the things that I think, you know, and, and I'm, I'm getting ready to close here, but we need our children to learn what it means to be black in America. Okay. We're tired of getting pulled over by the police and being beaten and shot and those kinds of things. So we got to invest in our people. And the best way to do that is to become 
inclusive in the process, not sitting on the sideline waiting to see what happens, but you're going to have to get out there and roll your sleeves up and actually get into the process. Right now, economics is what it's all about. We, as a people, really need to get our economics. And, and, and we, we talked about the black, black Wall Street. We talked about how rioting uh, in a podcast prior to this one, how rioting in America pretty much took the land back from Americans, that white, black Americans, that was given to them after the 1864 um, uh, civil rights, civil war in America kind of thing. So those people lost all that land. They lost all their houses. They lost all their businesses because they came and burned them out, and then they just did not come back for their land. They did not come back for their businesses. They did not come back for their homes because they were too afraid to. Some of these things are still happening to this day. To this day. So what do we do? We have to stop the crab in the barrel mentality once again. And we need to get into the, the idea that, hey, we're going to have to roll up our sleeves and actually go to work. Okay. We got to make a better future for our children. And it's our responsibility to do that. That's been Papa Dollar. And I appreciate you because I love you. We'll see you next time. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the love. Think about um, the generations and to say we want to make it a better place for our children and our children's children so that they, 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 they know it's a better world them and think they can make it a better place. There's a place in your heart and I know that it is love and this place is much brighter than tomorrow and if you really try you'll find there's no need to cry Sorrow. There are ways to get there if you care enough for the living.